Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Let's get that sucker down there. Screensavers.com. Hey, look at who's there. I've got, hey, I've got JB Cloud. Hey, well, welcome. Well, feel like I'm feel like I'm at a NASCAR game or NASCAR race or fixing to land an airplane or something. Yeah, yeah, with all your your gear that you got going on. Yeah, got to do that. Us radio guys are deaf, man. I've been in radio thirty years and wearing headphones every day. The the volume just gets higher and higher and higher, and that's just uh that's just I, part of it. I get it, brother. I I totally, totally, totally get it, man. How have you been? You know, it's been a rough two years. You know, uh, I got uh, that double pneumonia and in, in, in hospital, um, COVID, was in the hospital eight days, and then uh, doctors overdosed me on steroids, and that's not good on your adrenal glands. It's on top of your kidneys, and then got a bad car wreck, my first one ever, and just had neck surgery, so my neck, I'm plumped up and swollen from all the steroids this past five months and two years. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you're you're still with us. You know, considering all things, man, God is good. That's for sure. Amen, amen. And He blessed me. I, uh, you know, I had a bad opportunity uh, with a station I was at for twenty three and a half years, and um, and they cut me loose. Um, and I disagree with their decision, um, but I, uh, you know, I thought I've always wanted to start a syndicated show, and I've talked about it for twenty something years, and. I figured I'd rather do it and fail than than not do it and wonder what if. So yeah, I started Red Dirt Proud, and it it is come across as a big hit. It's uh it's the same thing I've done on Saturday night for twenty something years. Um, so that's you know, the actual night that you do the live part of it. Is that correct, or do you just record it on Saturday night and then it goes out? No, I, I record it for uh, for stations around the country, around the state mm-hmm. of Texas, around the country, and around the world. You know, it's uh, it's in twelve states: uh, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, obviously New Mexico, uh, Colorado, Wyoming, and it's in uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Wisconsin, Illinois. They really like it, and it's over in France and the Netherlands. Very nice, man. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was carrying it on the channel, but I, I owe you an apology. And let me explain. Towards the end of the year, when I got close to that awards show, man, I dropped pretty much the ball on all of anything I had. It, it happens. It happens. And I was like, and I felt terrible, but I was like, all right, I'm, I, I can't drop the music, you know, obviously. Um, that's coming in and stuff with Christmas right around the corner and the award show. I, I get it. I get it. And I'm an army of one man. And you know, a little bit more than, than the average person knows about me. So you, you, you know, <laughs> quite a few irons. in the man, I know a lot of bit about a lot of you guys. And, and I wish that, you know, this, if you're watching, you know, thank you. Um, and come to the Texas music awards and come to Mark's deal and go to the TCMAs. And, and, and meet these people and, and support these shows because your support for, you know, what you did was fantastic. And, uh, and I appreciate what you did. I saw that. I wish I could have been there. Obviously, I wouldn't great enough help well, after hey, surgery. Man, there's always next year. Hey Amen. I, I want to be there and, uh, and support you and make your show and everybody else's show a lot bigger. You know, uh, the, the next one coming up is going to be March 26th and 27th, the Texas Regional Radio Music Awards. And that one was really big last year. I don't know if you know, but the guy producing it is um, AJ Vallejo, and yeah. he has got his own band. He's uh, with uh, Love and Chaos. Mm-hmm. He's also with Brody Lane, the band Brody Lane. Both of them had singles. 
Yep. Uh, they were on the chart and, um, and he that used- really blew me away at Texas live last year. That was really awesome. He, uh, used to, or he might still have stuff to do with, uh, with, uh, they used to be called aimless gun. If you, probably still does. He's, he does 40 limited things. He's ADHD. Yeah, he's so Kobe Brian band now, are you familiar with them at all? Yeah. That's one of AJ's projects or friends. Uh, cause I did a little work for aimless gun and did some booking for them early on back, you know, when I was still, uh, touring and doing all that. And I had a couple little side hustles and things going on. So, you know, I hear you, man, it's you, man, we've all done everything. Yeah. We've all had 4,800 hats in the fire and busier nine cats in the litter box. I know you have, you are up to your eyeballs and busy and, uh, yeah. and I appreciate what you're doing for the format. This is really awesome. You need to be honored for that. I'm not worried about awards, honors, or accolades. No. I mean, the only thing I worry about is, man, what am I doing while I'm here? What can I do to help younger artists or even artists just getting a start in the music business not make all the mistakes that I made? In my- yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. I, I've got a soft spot when it comes to these artists that that have the talent but but don't have the money. They don't know who to call. They don't know who to call, talk to. Yeah, everybody wants to steal their money. And uh, you know, we've seen all these one-hit wonders that they just gave up, or you know, um, you know, Michael O'Neill out in East Texas. What a great artist! Uh, you know, his his song "52 Less Paul" still blows me away to this day. You know, you had Fco down in Houston, but I heard they weren't very good live. You got you know the Derailers uh, did their time and left. You had. Um, well, the Ben Atkins band, that was a different kind of deal. I'm not sure what was up with him. He didn't want to be. It's his birthday today, by the way. The guy sings Country I, Girl I, Angel. Yeah. yeah. It's his birthday today. Um, That's one thing I'm going to give you a, a shout out real quick. I, you know, I've listened <laughs> to your show. You are so, your format on your show, dude, that's a tight four-hour show. I don't know how you keep it. That's a long time, man. Uh, that's a lot of work each week. I know. It, it really is. And, and I sit down here at the it. computer and even and, a 60 second video, it, man, it, it doesn't take 60 seconds to make y'all. Uh, don't be fooled. I wish it, it takes hours. You know, it's a four hour show and, and it takes probably five hours plus to make it. Um, I, I, well, it takes way more than that because yeah, because of audio editing, video editing, yeah, I'll yeah. go ahead and I create folders cause there's, uh, the show's broken up into four hours and there's three segments per hour that stations download so they can play their local inventory in between. And then, so I've got to make, uh, a timed segments, the first two within certain range. And that last one, you know, you got to take the two segments and, and add them together. And then you've got to add nine minutes and 30 seconds because that covers the ID, the sweepers and the, and the allotted uh, commercials. And then, and then that gives you what's left and you've got to make that last segment uh, with that time allotted and you got to make it work, whether it's me talking or picking the right length of songs. Uh, I go ahead and, and, and I, I've got 12 folders, one for each segment and, and I get the music ready for it. And then uh, when it comes showtime to make it, I just pull up a, a folder at a time and make that one segment. And then I, I, when I'm done with it, talking or putting a sweeper or an intro, an outro, uh, I'll save it down, uh, two different uh, uh, file types. Um, and then I'll start a, I'll close it and start a new one. Yeah. Um, no, man. Yeah. It, when, once you get your workflow down, it doesn't. But I remember when I first started doing the uh, TIRC top 20 countdown, which I don't do anymore. 
because it was eating up five hours of just editing. That's not even getting the music. That's not putting the thought into it. You know, that's not, yeah. you know, plus on top of having to do the chart and, and then doing radio promo yeah. and, and, and still, you know, doing some other stuff too, you know, social well, media. And I do the same thing. You know, I watch the chart, I get the music ready, but if the chart, you know, throws you a curveball and something's dropped, I'm, I'm going to take it out of the show uh, and replace it with something else. Uh, probably a new song, um, which, yeah, it's difficult because the show is a week behind the chart, which is nothing different than like Bob Kingsley or crook and chase back in the day. Right. Um, I remember I pitched this to a syndication company in California, <coughs> excuse me. And they loved it. They loved the format. <coughs> they loved the energy. They were a big fan of the music. Uh, their only problem was they, they didn't want to carry, uh, uh, carry it to, to syndicate it because I didn't have enough stations, big stations. And they said, uh, you go get some big stations, big market yeah, stations. Yeah. yeah. Because they're going to put commercials in there. That's how they yeah. get paid. They sell these commercials to Tide and Ford and Chevy and Xerox and UPS and FedEx. And, and then uh, they get paid and then I get a cut. Yeah. Uh, they said, you go get some bigger stations and then uh, and talk to us. But in the meantime, we're going to follow along. And, uh, you know, I made it one year. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, um, and in this online store, check this out. Scroll down a little bit. That is something I found on one of our affiliates in uh, in uh, Arkansas, Oklahoma area. Who hosts and, um, that uh, store? Yeah, so I, I I got to search and I sent my logo. Even the um, the Redneck Rescue Squad is something I invented. Uh, that that actually happened live on the air one night. A guy was stuck on a in a ditch and he didn't know where he was because he was half drunk. And so we figured out where he started from and where he was going to go. And, um, I just got on the radio at night, Saturday night and said, Hey, we need to activate the redneck rescue squad. Come get this guy. Uh -huh. And they, they found him, pulled him out of the ditch and just, and brought some emergency beer and just threw down and had one heck of a party right there on that dirt road. Well, yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the show. I know we've mentioned a few things, you know, um, if, if you go to the website, y'all, uh, listening out there, and also, you can always check the description down below. I went ahead and put a link to your YouTube channel. And I want you to study that link when we get off of this, JB. Yeah, study. There's going to be a test. Well, no. I want you to look at the end. Go to your YouTube channel. Look at your link. And this is for anybody. Here's a little bit. Here's a free nugget. And I normally charge. Oh, for, oh the teaser. Yeah. Well, I normally charge for this. But at the end of your YouTube link, okay? At the very end of your YouTube link for your channel, and if you look at mine for my channel, there's something interesting there. So go look at what normally your link would be yep, and yep, copy yep. and paste that link. And I want to see, uh, give me a call or a text when you have time and let me, I want to see if you, if you find out what the trick is. I gotcha. At the end, and for those listening in the audience, I'm going to give you a little hint. And this is something that cost me a $40 class to learn, to pick this up. And I'm going to give you it for free. Just because I love y'all and thank you for supporting the show. Go over and check out Red Dirt Pride. But look at those links, y'all. And when you do that, what I want you to do is I want you to look at the very end of it. Because if you do that, what you're going to find out 
this end or this end? The very end. Oh, the, the, very end. the one on the other side. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah I, that I haven't one. gotten all this down, man. This video I stuff. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, man. I should. I did TV weather for nine years. I should be good at this. Dude, yeah, man. You, 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 you <laughs> I know think what? I'm not in a suit and I don't have my hair comb. That's kind of throwing me off. That's what it is. And, you know, they've made it way too easy with all the technology for us to sit in a robe and do this kind of stuff, really. Yeah. But uh, but if you look at the end of that link, and, and you know what, guys? Let me just tell you what it is. All right. All right. Question mark sub underscore confirmation equals one. That's question mark sub S-U-B underscore, not hyphen, underscore, very important, confirmation equals one. I just wrote that in my baby book. Yeah, and not not spelled out equals the equals symbol. Oh shit! Yeah. Hold on a second. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So question mark the actual question mark okay, the character yeah. sub. No way. Do you spell out one or use the number? Uh, no, you use the number. Yeah. Okay. Hold on one second. You're clarifying that. And I should. What's that number again? A little screenshot of this, but I wasn't planning on giving this away. Okay. I felt moved. It's it's, it's your influence <laughs> over me. Um, so question mark sub S U B underscore the actual symbol. Yeah. And then spell out confirmation, the equal sign, and I'm the doing number the deal one. For the blind. There yeah, there you go. Well, they got closed captions, you know. So there's yeah, a, we can do that. But if you do that, let me tell you what that's gonna do. You put it at the end of the link. It only works for YouTube, okay? But what it does is anybody that clicks that link when you're sharing it out on your different platforms. I would go and change all your links to that. It automatically subscribes them with, with the one click they make to your channel. Oh, yeah. You sent that to me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you ever use it? I did. Okay. Well, I didn't use it because I just wrote it down. I just learned about it. Well, that, that, that was a trick question. Oh, you like 10 cents for that, don't I? Yeah, well, no. You don't know me anything, man. You've done enough to help my artist out, and you helped me back when I was doing my uh, thing. So, thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's what we are. It's one thing I like about this. We're a big old family. Yeah, being nominated for these awards over the years, I, I remember artists going, you know, it's just great to be nominated. And I'm thinking, that is crap. That's a lie. You want to win that thing. But, you know, having won, you know, a bunch of awards, nominated for even more awards, you know, I can honestly say that's absolute God's honest truth. And every time they send out a mass email to all the nominees, and if I'm in it, I'll reply back like I did uh, the other day. Uh, we made the final round uh, for syndicated and specialty show of the year. They, they're they not going to do a separate category. They went ahead and combined them. So instead of five, there's seven. Um, and normally there's five in each uh, category this final round on the TRRMAs, uh, which uh, kicks off Friday. But anyway, I emailed everybody. I go, this is an honor just to be included with you guys. I, it's uh you know, for people to take the time to write in, you know, my name or our radio station or an artist or a video or a song or the, the Red Dirt Proud, that's something cool. Whether you win or not, you are, bam, you're up there in the best of the best. Yeah. No, uh, man. And the guy who wins, the, or the, the, the man or woman or person nowadays or thing that wins is not the best. He's got the most votes. Yeah, man. you gotta look at it that way, you know, and, and that's the way I do. Okay. Here's Every one the, of them deserves an award. 
Well, they do. And, you know, when I started the uh, Texas Internet radio chart, it wasn't a knock on any of the other charts. It was just to do something different. Because mm-hmm. what I noticed is it was more of a fan club. And I'm going to speak candidly and I'm going to speak honestly. And if someone sees this and it offended you, too. Yeah. you, well, but if the shoe fits, wear it. But, you know, there's some of these artists that they have an unfair advantage when it comes to a vote competition. And I'm not going to name names, but some of them have very large church congregations that are centrally <laughs> located in major, major metropolises. Well, and there's also people in the past that have cheated. You know, people wonder, and I've been asked, why do I have to sign up? Why do I have to register? Why do I have to pick a membership? Well, that's to hold down the cheaters. It it does. It helps with accountability, you know, but anytime you're doing a vote, you, we all have seen, most recently, we have seen what can happen with the old, good old voting system, huh? Well, in this year's vote, I was talking to, to to Dave Smith, the head of the charts, it was kind of weird. I don't know if you've noticed that, but the nominees in round two that came out, you're like, what the heck? Man, they're they're grasping for straws, bro. There's you know songs that just came out. People don't have a memory and don't are too lazy to search Google. There were radio stations and DJs in there that you're like, really? Um and even in the final round, I've noticed there's a few more. I, I haven't seen the artist list and the songs and albums, but on the radio and internet, uh, I mean, the radio and station side, I'm really scratching my head, but I mean, it is what it is. If that's how they tabulated it, that's how they tabulated. I'm just curious it's, how it's they got vote. that many votes. Well, I mean, some of these, some of these, you know what? You cannot discount a brand new artist that's coming onto the scene because they might have done their actual research. And this is something I coach and teach on their social media and they've got a real fan base and it's a loyal fan base. That's a must. Yeah. And if you, yeah, I'm not talking that, about the artists, I'm talking about the radio side, but you know, the ooh, artists good right. for them. I tell them, and then you've got some purists, you know, you got your Jack Ingrams and there's a, a couple of others. I won't mention their names, but they don't want to post that uh, go vote for me. Nah. Jack Ingram has said that. And it's many other artists said, you know, if I win, I should be winning on the merit merits. And, and I think there should be an industry based uh, uh, award, you know, the CMAs, the ACMs, the Grammys, they're, they're all no, similar in yeah. this, this yeah. voting format is similar to the CMA awards. And I've voted in that many, many years. Uh, you have a nomination round around two and around three. And, You're right. um, um, I've nominated folks. I've, uh, I've, uh, voted a couple times and, um, but, but, there's still ways that, that people can, I guess, tweak the system and get their ways. And and I'm not mad because, heck, if I was down on the bottom, I'd be want to climb up too. Man, let me tell you, this game is so different from uh, when I even started scratching the surface 20 years ago. Yeah, um, let's talk about that. Longer than I have. Yeah, let's do that because the, the whole point of bringing you on – we had discussed that we were going to talk about tonight the Texas music. Oh, we get there. We get there. Yep. Since the '90s, but I wanted to get a good introduction in and get people to know a little bit about you and get to see a more relaxed side of your personality than a traditional interview type. Blah, of blah, 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 blah. Right yeah. proud. Burr, durka, durka. yeah, but if they get to know you, like, and, and I don't know, know you, but I've gotten to know you over the years a little bit more and more and seen, you know, personal sides of you. This is new, by the way, yeah, when you're, when you're down for five months after a bad car wreck and you don't really give two craps, you, you just don't shave. 
well, you know, I got I got a little similar thing. I'd I say you got that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited about it. You know, so, hi everybody. I'm JB Cloud. I've I've been blessed to I've been in country radio for 30 years. Um it won a couple of awards, been nominated, and just most recently, uh obviously Red Dirt Proud is uh one year a little over one year old, 13 months, so uh it's starting to walk. Um got uh, you know nominated in the second round and made it to the third and final round for the Texas Regional Radio Music Awards. And one thing I'm blessed about is is that I just got um I guess the email in November that my name was put up for the Country Radio Hall of Fame uh, in Nashville. Um something that it's I've strived and wanted to be in since before I got into radio. So I was a kid. And um they said that the class of 23 will be notified by the end of January. So cross your fingers on that. Look at this. Go go to this page, trrma.net. Click on that video. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Hey, you don't have to click on it, but, you know, the, when, when the voting's not open yet, right? No, it opens on Friday the 6th. So you know, in order to mark, vote, mark this, go mark to the um, website down, but the, there'll be links. Uh, where can they where can they get a hold of you personally um, on Facebook or? Yeah, uh, well, you can search JB Cloud Texas. You'll see my Texas flag boots. Um, let's see, Red Dirt Proud on Facebook, Instagram, reddirtproud.com, and and um, and on YouTube. Texas Music Awards. Wow, what a fun time. And, you know, I, I normally have to go in and work the room. And this past year, there were so many great artists and so many great people. The, wor- the room worked me. Uh, I, I got stuck in one spot, and just everybody just came up to me, and I, I felt really good. I felt bad that there was a lot of people I didn't get to see because I didn't work the room. Uh, but I didn't have the opportunity. And, uh, but the production, the show, if you're a fan of this music, man, what a great way to come in and just hang out literally and have a cold one or just get a selfie and meet all your favorite artists. And then that, watch the show. That is the most important part of it is that it's a day with all three of the charts. It is a day that we can all get together as a community yeah. um, and take a day to get together and network and meet the people that we've only seen or talked to via email or on Facebook or whatnot. And, and that's a, that's a real deal, man. I mean, uh, but there's, there's a lot of times that, you know, and I didn't get to go to anything this year, this 2022, man, I'm going to tell you straight up (laughs) was a effort, dude. It it was awful. It was was horrible, horrible, terrible. I, I lost so much money this, this year. And it's not all about money. Not, that's not what I got into this, but I got to be able to pay the bills. And, I even had to sell a truck. I'd worked my ass off to pay this truck off and I didn't want to have a car payment. And I wanted to just have this truck because of what had happened. You know, I was like, I know what's going to go down. Yeah. So I paid the truck off and I was like, now I don't have a car payment. Now I'm good. No, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? I ended up selling the truck. To keep oh my God. Going, so I didn't have to close the chart down and everything else. A lot of people don't know how much uh, sacrifice I made this last year just you, to you keep made a ton going yeah made a ton you made there a ton. Were, there were artists i'm not allowed to mention names um and there were also people in the industry that really stepped up jb and donated and money awesome. and helped so i could pull that award show out and that's awesome and it taught me a lesson stop trying to be big you're not big you're the small little fish on the pond yeah. Here's the deal, and, and I could have told you that, Marketing Rule 101, you know, all these festivals, look at Larry Joe Taylor. He started out with just a bunch of guys hanging out and their family and friends uh, at the first Larry Joe Taylor Fest. 
and and look at it now, 4,100 years later. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to end up one of these days wheeling him out in a walker or a wheelchair, and he's going to play. <clears throat> but rightly so, and he started small. And I've seen tons of people that wanted to do a festival that, that tried to start it big. You can't do that. You just you just can't do that. A festival, a store, a shop, a, an award show, it doesn't matter. And uh, <clears throat> look at the history of these other award shows. And, uh, you know, being simple. And, uh, and oh, I'll script it add down. one thing We're next year. Add one thing. Yep. And hey, it's going to be laid back and it's going to be chill. And that was the thing that I've heard for the, you know, it's only two years in. And that was the thing I heard. We did the first one at Rebecca Creek Distillery. And then we did this one at, at uh, uh, River Road Ice House. And, uh, man, the Rebecca Creek one was super cool, of course, because it's a distillery and the distillery uh, yeah. was cool and was giving away free alcohol. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. And everybody had a blast, right? Well, everybody had fun this year. It was a, a little bit less of a party, but it was a great networking deal, man. I mean, oh, every, yeah. yeah, for us radio guys, I, you know, I, I remember going to Casey Downey's 40th surprise birthday party and his mm-hmm. wife invited me up there. And, and there's a couple of us, uh, you know, I don't want to say bigger, but uh, guys in radio that have been in a long time. And it was like a family reunion. It, and, and the award show has seemed the same way. And especially if you're going to come to the award show, it's on a Monday. Why Monday? All the artists are off on Monday. Yep. You know, and, and so they don't want to miss out on a paying gig. I wouldn't either. Um, and then the new faces show, you know, we need to get more people into that. That was a lot of fun because that was just mainly artists, a few fans and the, you know, the radio guys. Uh, well, so come to that. It's on Sunday, the 26th. Uh, same place, just a different, uh, you know, around the side in one of those little sidebars. Texas Live is like a food court in a mall, like a three-story, two- or three-story food court. It is amazing. So, now, when is this again? March 26th, a Sunday, is mm-hmm. the New Faces show. Okay. And then on Monday, the 27th, is the uh, actual award show. Okay. And it's, and it's inside. Now, have you been in Texas Live or seen pictures? You know, I have not been there, and you I walk have in not. There's these restaurants, but then there's a big open area in the middle. And then um, they've got like a bar down there and then a wall of TVs. I mean, from three-story wall of TVs. Those TVs move out, the bar is covered, and that's the stage. Oh, wow. Wow. And so they had two other big TVs up on top. So go watch the video on that trrma.net page, and, man, it'll blow you away. It was it was a lot of fun. You know, I was thinking uh, before we started this uh, and for the past couple of days about what we're talking about. And, you know, the guys that – and it's more than just the 90s. The guys that really started this, you know, the pioneers, even way before Bob Wills and Ernest Tubb and uh, Hoyle Nix, Jody Nix's dad, you know, playing at Western Swing, Texas Swing as we call it. And um, and then you get guys that and, – and they're all passed away. Not Jody, but uh, – and you got guys that – that uh, come up like Waylon and Willie and Jerry Jeff and Gary Peanut. And a lot of people don't remember Michael Martin Murphy was a, a big influence on in the Texas scene back in the back in the subtleties in the eighties. Um, and even still today, you know, the song, I love it. Um, West Texas highway. That was written by Michael Martin Murphy as Gary Peanut calls it Mike Murphy and, uh, you know, London homesick blues, you know, being stuck, uh, Gary Pinon wrote that in England, being stuck, uh, waiting for a guy. Well, he was waiting on Michael Martin Murphy to come back. Um, he was a big player. I love the history of this music. You know, uh, the, the recording of, of uh, London Homesick Blues, where Gary goes, let me put myself back in that place. 
he he wasn't trying to put himself back in England. He was trying to put himself back at the beginning of the song because he they were recording a Jerry Jeff Walker album at Lukenbach. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry Jeff and the producer were, were in the studio, I mean, in the trailer, listening to it, playback, and Gary was entertaining the crowd, and he played that song, and it was stupid, huge response. And the producer ran out and said, you got to do that again. And Gary goes, well, let me put myself back in that place. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the song, he goes, you got to start from the beginning. And, and that's where it, it happened. Uh, Gary's getting old. He's if you get a chance to get his book, uh, Gary P. Nunn's book, it's absolutely amazing. It's my camera keeps moving. Um, it's a great read. He drops a ton of names of I'm amazed at, at everybody he can remember. And the cool thing about Gary P. Nunn is you know, he went to uh, he grew up out in way far west Texas and went up to Level Land in Tech and then down to UT Austin for pharmacy school and he quit. Wow. It, he did not quit because of the grades. He was actually that the guy that ruined the grade curve. That's something they do big back then is you know, if everybody, you know, got crappy grades and one guy got a 72, you know, they would all, you know, bump up their grades. Well, he ruined the curve because he would make A's in all his classes. He just wanted to play music. So he quit pharmacy school and was going to get his education degree. His mom and dad were educators. And he finally said, man, to heck with it. I want to play music and quit UT pharmacy school. Well, you know, we we're talking about the evolution of the Texas music scene since the nineties. So why don't we do a quick rewind? I want you to take us back to you being in the radio business in the nineties. And I want you to go way beyond the music and talk about what was going on in the industry too, at that time. Okay. I I got it. So I'll take you back to 93, I guess. I got into radio in 93. This is my 30th year. And um, I remember being in the studio. My camera turned again. Dang it. Um, and and seeing, you know, we had these compilation CDs, and, and we would they were in a tray. We'd put them in, turn the dial to the whatever track number of the song we were going to play. Well, I worked overnight, so I, I would look at all these songs. And I, I grew up in Austin. I mean, how cool is that to grow up and see Stevie Ray Vaughan and Joe King Carrasco, Rotel and Hot Tomatoes, and uh, Johnny D and the Rocket 88s. And, you know, seeing Stevie Ray Vaughan was just nothing back then. Jerry Jeff, Gary P, Geese and Slaws. Uh, uh, you know, I saw all those guys. And i got to hold that camera so it doesn't move. Um, I really liked that because it seemed more real, more relatable, and less commercial. Um, going through these compilation CDs, I came across some Jerry Jeff Walker. I came across some Gary P. Nunn, some Robert Earl Kane. Um, you know, the first time I heard uh, The Road Goes On Forever was actually Joe Ely. Uh, uh, first time I heard Corpus Christi Bay was um, not Ronnie McDowell. Um, oh, Ron, Johnny Rodriguez uh, covered um, Corpus Christi Bay. And I would play that stuff, and we had a consultant. He would hotline me every night and fuss at me for playing that stuff. And I, But I still played it, and I got in trouble. And I got fussed at every week of my life in radio for playing this music. And then, um, you know, out comes, um, you know, that's when your your John Michael Montgomery's and your Reba's and your Lori Morgan's were, Garth was huge. And and the country scene was popping, and Texas music kind of took a, a backseat yet again until um, – 
I guess we're getting into 95, and Nashville's finally said, well, hey, let's look at this. They signed the Great Divide. They signed Charlie Robinson. They signed uh, Jack Ingram. Um, and they came out with killer music. And then, um, you know, that kind of changed a little bit of the independent artists, started doing a little more edgier stuff. And um, and then as you move into the late 90s, you're getting more artists. Jody Nix, uh, Western Swing Hall of Famers touring, and still is. Um, you know, one thing I miss, you know, back in the days, the debonairs, they did the street dances. You know, you don't do that anymore. In Nashville, an artist uh, on their first singles making 80 grand. You know, I remember when Gretchen Wilson came out with Redneck Woman, $60,000. Look at Charlie Robinson. He is back singing music. Cost you 25 grand to get him to play acoustic. Um, but the music evolved and it was really commercial and really amazing that the great divide and, and Jack and Charlie, uh, I think Jack probably did more albums than any of them. And then, and then boom, here comes Pat Green and, uh, here comes Corey Morrow and, uh, you know, it turned the, the Texas on its ear, Oklahoma. And then, um, you know, at that same time, you know, uh, people don't realize that cross Canadian ragweed, Reckless Kelly were, were jamming. I mean, I remember seeing Reckless Kelly at Stubbs Barbecue in Austin. I saw Cheap Trick there, too. Um, yeah, Corey Morrow, Wade, Randy, you got Fowler, Krieger, then you got Stoney Bolin. Um, you know, that was probably the best time in Texas music because you think about all the songs were party songs. Thing you, Everything you, that fits it when it's dark. Those songs were great. You know, you had Maggie Brown out of Louisiana. Nobody knows who she is. You had Danny Lee. I was playing her, and I still play her. She was on Decca Records in Nashville, but she was like a cross between – she's like Kevin Fowler and, and um, Dwight Yoakam's sister. Man, brother, the, the women in this industry do have it rough, dude. I, I will, no, I, will I call you. bull crap. I call yeah. bull crap. 100% bull crap. All I, right. I, 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 and I'll tell you why. 100% right, bull crap. Young man. Sonny Sweeney just got number one. She got there on her talent and her songs. Brie Bagwell got there because she's pretty. She can sing really good. She can write really great. But think about this. For all the years since the 90s, I've been saying this over and over again. I want more females on the radio. They're they're complaining that they don't fit. Well, for years, all these females, Charla Corn and all these other Rankin twins, I love them all, but they would come out with Faith Hill, Martina McBride kind of stuff. Going toe to toe against 100% Texan Kevin Fowler and the Everclear song Roger Krieger. It was a train wreck. It didn't sound right. It sounded Nashville. Yeah. And right. there's artists today that there's one of them right now that's getting produced by the bass player for Aerosmith. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, the songs they've done are more pop oriented, more contemporary, more mainstream, more Nashville. Now, when you get to the evolving part, they've started to evolve. You get more artists on the charts. You got Holly Tucker. She's staying true to her roots with that swing. You got uh, Brie Bagwell. Her new album kind of took a, a total. It didn't take a left turn. It took a different flight. Oh, look at um, look at Brandy Balin, Billy Joe. I mean, yeah, I'm, right, I'm starting to see you know Brandy and Cynthia and Caitlin and and yep. um, you know you look at you know the girls just want to have fun. It was a novelty tune. I'm not, I haven't played it since, but it was good for the music of the format, you know, um, but how music evolved, you know, it went from, 
you know, float in the river and travel in Texas and eating all sorts of burritos and, you know, uh, you know, drinking and having fun and, and just throw down parties to all of a sudden, you know, it, it took a dark turn to, to more alternative rock. You remember those days when, you know, Whiskey Myers and, um, you know, even Honey Brown kind of came out with a bunch of that. Cross Canadian was huge during that time. They had a more rock sound. And then everybody and their brother had a rock sound. You had, uh, I, I don't remember all of them, but just because I didn't really like it. I'm a country guy. Well, and, you know, I feel you, and I, and I respect that. And, and, and it's not always a bad thing, um, you know, because we all know if you've been in music long enough, it's all been done. Um, it has it, 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 how you spin it and, and what you do as an artist to make well, it, 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 it hasn't all been done. It's probably, well, it probably has probably said, thought about it. There's only um, what was there? Eight notes. In well, the- it, it probably has been done and just not released. There's, there's a ton of artists, um, you know, that, that a lot of people haven't heard of that, you know, they just want to get up and play music. Nobody sent them to school to teach them about, hiring radio promoters and publicists and website and merch and how to sell merch online, how to promote your business. You know, they're in it to play music. Yeah, and it's the guys that mm-hmm. took the leap, got the loan, got the backer, got some great songs, got a, a website, got somebody running social media for them, got somebody doing merch. Those are the guys that, that climbed to the top. And that's why I have a soft spot for the little guys like Ricky Fugit. I heard his stuff randomly out of Kansas and it was horrible quality but it, i loved it and it's called red dirt music and it was a talk about name dropping all these people in their songs and uh i play it to this day and i support that guy i love him to death i even drove up to kansas and gave him a custom belt and a buckle nice uh, as a way of you know i promised him he came down in my hood i'm gonna go up to his and we drank a lot of beer oh my god well, that, that's never a bad thing right yeah i remember in nashville that's something else that's changed it was so big back with the Texas music chart with Katie key. They'd have a suite. They or not a suite. They'd have a, a feature at a bar down on Broadway, fiddling steel or legends or something like that. Uh, might've been fiddling steel and all the, I remember Pat Corey, Cooter Graw as another band. Um, uh, Jason Bowen, Stony, everybody was there and they did that for years. And, um, you know, and then the evolution again, you had the live at Billy Bob series, which was highly successful for them on, on many artists. Uh, but a lot of artists didn't like it because, uh, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but they had zero control over the artwork and what songs were picked because they obviously did a concert and they did more songs that than they could fit on the album. So I remember telling Jack Ingram, he was really, really upset about that because he didn't like the artwork and he didn't get to pick the songs or put them in the order. And none of his songs from the Nashville, the best album he ever did in Nashville, Hey You, made it on that album. And I asked him why. And he goes, no, there's someone there. And I go, no, there's not. And we sat there and argued. And I threw the CD at him. I said, no, there's not. Look at it. He was so mad. And uh, so that's why on the that uh, Live at Green Hall, so I, I, I used to have the full-length copy. I don't know where it's at. I need to get it uh, of Goodnight Moon. And I'll play it on my show one day because I end the show every night, every week with that song because it's kind of like Garth Brooks' "The Dance" to me. But you did you have an artist that, if if I was hearing it correctly, did you have an artist that made you a little jingle for your your show? Yeah, it's a guy named Greg Young. He is a a pharmacist, and um, and he's a great songwriter. 
you know, the cowboy he will be, uh, Ariel Hutchins. Yeah, he co-wrote that. He's written a ton of hits, a ton, way more than I have. He's written songs just for me. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, songs about mama. And he wrote one for my mom that I, I'll never play. It's just for me. He he did me a jingle at, at the other station I was at. He did a jingle for my show. And a, a big shout-out to Terry Mashburn at Big Note Studio. Um, and all the pickers that played on it. Uh, they did that for me as a, as a gift. And, and Terry Mashburn has uh, produced Ariel Hutchins, produced Mark Powell, Johnny Cooper. Um, I made a whole host of Chris Crisp, I think. There's like four or five guys on the chart right now that he's produced. Um, and he's very affordable. He used to be uh, have a touring band and, and toured with Johnny Cooper's dad. And uh, when the band kind of broke up, you know, the 70s and 80s, that's what they did. They just toured around and played bars. And um, and when they broke up, uh, Johnny Cooper's dad went and got a job with the Grand Brothers, and retired after managing bars with the Grand Brothers. And John and and uh, Terry Mashburn got in the studio, and he uses uh, a guy that plays. Uh, my name, his name's escaping me, but plays with the Eagles. If you go to a concert, you see the Eagles. You see this guy on stage playing steel guitar or whatever. The guy can play oboe you know, harp. If, if he doesn't know how to play it, he learns he's, and he uses Charlie pride's old studio. I get inundated daily with emails, messages, and I can't work with all of these folks. I mean, I wish I could, um, but I can't, but, and some of them aren't ready for somebody like me to work with them. They still got to figure something. I hope you tell them. I hope you tell them that I'm really honest with them. I'm like, okay, so here's where you're at and here's where you need to get before you even look for somebody to start helping you. Because if you don't have the basics down, you're going to waste a lot of money that you don't need to spend. Oh yeah. You you should not be looking for a team or anything. If you don't have a website and a social media presence, what are you doing? And you have nothing recorded, but to me, that part doesn't matter that much. Um, to well, me, yeah, I'm about the music. Yeah. I'm a purist. Yeah. And, and I'll play stuff that eh, is okay, but uh, I, for the most part, it better be more than okay when I play it. But, you know, if there's somebody that, that's got a great song, I'm sitting on one right now, or several. I can't play. I can't release. I can't do anything. Um, and they're just killer songs, but they're wanting to wait for a release date. Um, you know, there's artists that, that don't have stuff. I don't care. If it's a great song, look at Josh Malloy. You know, he had a sure. great song. The production wasn't that great, but um, he's a great singer. Great. Yeah. Um, you know, I love, uh, you know, I love to see these new guys, especially Jesse Robb Jr. The guy's written. Yeah, yeah, he number, yeah, he got number one on our uh, chart this week. Yep. The, and first, and first. I just added him. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, he's written for other people, too. And, you know, I like, um, oh, he hadn't come out with anything in a long couple of years, but David Lee. Oh, David, Lee Murphy. Oh. David Lee, that dude wrote Nashville hits. He moved down to yeah. Central Texas, the Hill Country. He wrote a couple hits for he Cody Johnson. Get, yeah, he helped me get my uh, songwriters night at Goofy's going. No way! Uh, what yeah, a great guy! He, he, what a great uh, guy! He's a super great guy, and his his daughter's uh, dive bar superstar. Have you heard that one? No, you haven't heard. I'm going to send that to you. You probably would consider adding it on your show i would think so i got a question uh the, the people watching won't know unless she's watching but dorothea ivy you know her i know uh, i know of dorothea so and this, this thing behind her. me they redid their barn 
and they uh, they made that for me. I think it's heavy. It's my trash can in the front, but it's made out of a barn, and they painted it and and stamped stamped uh, stuff in there. And I think it's heavier than sin. And uh, so, big shout out to Dorothea for doing that. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. There, there's a few things that are going to change this year. Number one, hopefully, if all the stars and moon, did, I'm going to figure it out. Regardless, I will see you in March. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be there and then hopefully you will be uh, in my neck of the woods in May, if you can make the awards, we'd love to have you. Yeah. Send me an email reminder. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, I'll forget. But, first, uh, um, and it'll be here in Canyon Lake. At, at yeah, the, whenever you need help from me, count me in. I'll shave my stuff no, a little bit better. I'll right. trim it up. And um, man, if you need me to MC host or just make popcorn, I'm in. I've got, I've got, I think I've got my host already lined up. Uh, we had so much fun with Billy Joe and uh, Jenny Del Lord this last time. Oh, wow. Yeah. They did a fantastic job. It was just, man, it was like, it was, I, it's not scripted really or anything. I mean, there's like a guideline I give them to kind of, hey, this is going to happen then. This is going to happen here. You should probably say this right now. But I'm that kind of like, just like this podcast, I didn't send you a script. I didn't send no. you an outline. No. I like real natural as it happens. I do too, and 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 I have to. Anybody asks me to do that, I warn them. I go look here. I don't script something. If it comes out, my sensor button is broken. And I remember uh, presenting or receiving awards a couple times. And uh, I went to present with Casey Donahue one time, and um, it, it was pretty funny because the guy at the beginning told all the presenters we met before the show and said, don't touch the microphone. So nobody touched it, but they also didn't touch the mic stand. And you got people like Sonny Burgess, who's like four foot 10 on his tiptoes. And finally he grabs the stand and kind of bends it over. And I was like, y'all are idiots. So I get up there with Casey Donahue and I was like, guys, I, I, I never followed the prompter because it messes me up. And it threw Casey off. But I said, guys, we're in a room full of artists and musicians and radio professionals. And not a one of you all night have grabbed this pistol grip and moved this microphone down. And it got a good laugh. And I go, here, let me adjust it for uh, Casey Donahue. And I just slammed it to the ground. It was it was funny because, you know, I'm six, four and a quarter and he's not. He's, uh, he's more down to earth than me. And then uh, I... I totally, he, he was thrown off. Cause I, I just totally ad libbed the whole thing. He's, he's got a lower center of gravity. eh? Yeah, his back pocket's closer to the ground than mine. He's short. That's funny, man. But they should have teamed me up with like Kyle park or something. Yeah. I got shoelaces taller than him. <laughs> oh, oh, Kyle, man. He was, he's, he's, uh, I've got to see a couple of his music videos. Uh, get filmed or parts of them at the distillery. And, uh, Got to hang out with him and his manager a couple times. Um, man, I've had I've had a really blessed journey to be all in all honesty with you. And, and the biggest blessing is being able to give back now. But in, in spe speaking of giving back, knowing that the evolution of the Texas music scene from the nineties and, and things changing so much. Yeah, we're not done with that topic, by the way. No, no, but real quick, what advice could you give? to a brand new artist that's coming on to the Texas music scene. And I mean, brand new. I, I would say go back to the, uh, to the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and, and that brings me to the, what I just said about getting back to the evolution. You know, this, the music right now, sorry, I'm bouncing my, my leg. I'm ADHD. The music now is, is really, is great music, 
but it's not what it was. You know, the biggest heyday of this Texas Red Dirt movement was in the late 90s, early 2000s. Am I not right? Everybody was going to concerts. Everybody was going to festivals. Everybody was buying CDs, buying merch. Bands made more stinking money than they ever had. Well, they're making more money now, which I think is stupid. Uh, you know, 200 grand, you know, 25 grand for an acoustic show. But anyway. Um, well, you're talking, those are established artists. I'm talking about you know, digging in, and you're talking about yeah, the evolution. Well, for yeah. new artists, go back. You know, when in anything, baseball, basketball, any sport, or even in your life or your job, go back to the basics. And if I, me being a marketing guy, I look at things differently and, and I'm going to go, okay, what, when was Texas red dirt music at its biggest, at its apex? You know, we've, we've got, you can, you can argue that it's today because we've got more artists than we ever had. We've got more airplay, more radio stations. But the most fun we had, and that was in 98 to, two, well, I'd say 98 to, to 2004, and replicate that. Yeah, yeah. man. We're overdue, we're overdue for a revolution. in a, a bunch of Nashville formula songs on the radio right now. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I do wish that the Texas Red Dirt scene would get that mainstream music has, defined roles. So in mainstream music, we even have them categorized when we're scheduling. When we put in a song, you, you've got to say and classify if that's a megastar, uh, a, a large artist, a medium artist, uh, an up-and-coming or new, unfamiliar artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's really four categories, you know, kind of like small, medium, large, and super or mega. You know, your Garth Brooks back in the day was the mega artist. George Strait's a mega artist. But then you get down to... Um, you know, Dan and Shay, they're going to be kind of a midline. Um, and then you get your, you know, um, Kelsey Ballerini. She's kind of new, fixing to jump up. Well, we have 40 million new artists. We've got a bunch in that next category. We really don't have any megastars anymore. Maybe Cody, Cody Johnson would be a megastar. Yeah, and, and his story and the way he got what he got, man, oh, is, yeah. man, that's a beautiful story, dude. It, well, it's a, I don't know your story, but the story about, you know, Nashville was wanting him for years. That's what I'm talking. This is exactly, you're hitting exactly where yeah. I wanted you to and go. And he was in a bar in Nashville, and one of the record guys, you know, said, uh, man, what can we do to get you? I mean, I, I know you keep turning everybody down, but what would it take? And he said, okay, I want I want this, 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 this. And, and rattled off 13, 7, 5, I don't know how many. He wanted control over his merch. He wanted, when he's on the road, he works. He makes phone calls. He does liners. He does visits. But when he's off the road, he's off the road. Leave me alone. You know, I, I want to get paid. I want to get this much. You can have your cut. I get it. Um, of my merch, of my tour, of my music. I want to pick my producer. I want to pick my songs. I want to pick my album cover. I mean, there's a lot of things. I want to be able to do covers on YouTube. He told them everything he needed to tell them for them to tell him that there's no way they could sign him to the label, right? No, they, the guy said, you got it. No, I know, but yeah, a normal label. 
Yeah, would just I mean, but we're, we are talking about Kojo, I and mean, he had the the backing and the numbers behind him at that point in time. Yeah, they to, did something. Yeah. They're doing a lot of things right now, like they did with Sonny Sweeney, and that's why Sonny Sweeney's back home. Mm-hmm. You know, they came in there and they wanted to change her voice. They they helped her voice a lot. I will give them that. She's still Sonny Sweeney, but she's a more refined Sonny Sweeney voice. She's still that hick East Texas voice. I love her. Um, but they signed her into a, a deal, kind of like they did back in the doo-wop days in the in, in the doo-wop, the 50s. And, and it was called a 360 deal. They own everything. They own your merch. They own your touring. They own your music. They own your songs, your producers. Um, you know, you make money, it goes to them. Every penny, and then you get a monthly paycheck. Yeah, there's a lot of those three Twice a week paycheck. Yeah, there's a lot of them going artists, on right now. They just want the Nashville deal. I want that Nashville record label. They'll, that's why they call it selling your soul. Because you well, basically give up control. Everybody's definition and level of success is different. And yeah. respectfully so, if that's what your dream is, is to be in, in that. I don't believe that some of the artists realize what they're signing. I, I think that maybe they're under the ether a little bit. And they begin, man, it's tough, dude. This is a tough business. And hindsight's 2020 big time in this business. And, yeah. and you, sometimes, you know, you shouldn't have done something that you did. And then sometimes you, you didn't know that you should have done something. Um, and, 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 and it's changing. It's ever changing. Like I, I heard you talking about, well, yeah, in the nineties, people were buying CDs and going out and, and going to shows and all that. Think of the one thing in the nineties. We had it, but it wasn't as prevalent as it is now, and it definitely didn't control our lives. And that was the computer. Yeah. yeah. Internet. Yeah. yeah. And social I agree media. 100%. It, it really social helped. Media it. has has really done a, a good job on doing exactly what they wanted it to yep. do. You know, after after the rock phase of uh Texas Red Dirt music, they, they came back out with more good stuff. Um, and you had your William Clark Greens, your Casey Donahue's ruled the world. I, I called him like the Hannah Montana of uh, Texas country. Now, here's something to think about. And I tell all the artists, and you should tell your artists, too. You know, one thing that made this uh, scene revival huge back in the late 90s, early 2000s was the college crowd. Those artists catered to the college crowd, and the college crowd embraced it bought their tickets, went to the Big show, and bought their merch yep. and CDs. And that new crop that came out, guess what? They catered to the college crowd, too, the Casey Donahue's, the William Clark Greens. Look at Larry Joe Tenterfest. It's all about, you know, Tarleton and the college life. And um, and and what these artists are forgetting around today is go to where it started. Go to get a college following and that's where you're going to build your fan base. Now, where the big artists failed and messed up is you know, they catered to those college kids 20-something years ago. And those college kids that they catered to are still their fans, but they're 20-something years older. Sure, they're in they their, didn't their 40s. They like going them. back to the college. They didn't keep going back and playing those shows because they got too big for them. Well, they need to keep going back and grab some new fans. You know, those new fans aren't Kevin Fowler fans. They're, uh, hey. you know, they're Flatland Cavalry fans. Well, and not just that, too. Now, you got all this cross-genre stuff going on, and you've got, oh, you and you've got hip-hop and rap that have, that have really kind of even taken the place of, of, you know, the 90s alternative rock and country that was so popular. Now it's the hip-hop and rap that everybody's into. And I'm just being honest. Oh, God. I know Whiskey Myers, they, they, they come out, and I remember meeting them backstage at Outlaws and Legends. And that's another thing. We have festivals. We didn't have very many festivals. Now there's everywhere. 
and 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 every year we're getting out of state festivals. But I remember talking to Whiskey Myers and, I, and they were on the Texas Country Cruise, and I said, "Man, it's awesome! You you guys get to go on that cruise." And they go, oh, "Yeah, we're so excited! We're going to be with all our heroes." Or I mean, beyond stoked, and and uh, and they started listing off all these rock bands, and I went, "I oh, wait a second, I was talking about the Texas Country Cruise." He goes, "Oh." Oh yeah, we got it. We got to go on that too. And yeah. he was stoked about the rock. So they do a rock album. They were pushed to rock radio, and I think they did a separate album or just, you know. And and I've told even Johnny Cooper. I, I heard him play a, Bill, a Michael Jackson's tune on stage at Larry Joe Taylor, and I said, "Why?" He goes, "Well, that's my generation. We just listen to everything on mm-hmm. uh, on his uh, those." Um, you know, iTunes things. That, that that dude's a pretty pretty talented cat, man. What a great talent. He's an amazing talent. talent. And he's one of those ones that blurs, in my opinion, he blurs the lines. He doesn't follow, you know, the Johnny does his thing and, and he knew the consequences. You know, if and, and I told him, I said, dude, do your thing, but throw radio a bone, something that we can play. You know, play your music, do your cuts, and but guess what? We're not gonna play it. He's like, Why? And I said, because Johnny, you're playing rock and pop and we're a country station. Hey man, one of the hardest conversations I had was with my very first uh, client that I started radio promoting for uh, that. I, that was my first actual paycheck as a radio promoter. And I still work with this artist and I'm not gonna mention names or anything, but the artist was going to the same studio over and over again and expecting a different result. And, you know, it was coming to me and kind of pointing the finger at me as the promoter you know, and I said, wait a minute, dude, I have told you since your second release, we need to get a different sound. We need to do something different. You sound too much like your live show. That's not what radio is about. I know you're I trying to like that though. That's I'm different. I'm, I'm different in that. I'm talking about, I'm talking about to, to appease the mass majority uh-huh. and really, and, and to boil it down because of all the corporate takeover in radio and television. Right. Yep. You program these people differently. So they're yeah, not, think about it, man. Think about what they're wanting to hear. Yeah. But you know, I, I agree to an extent. Some of the live cuts though are better than the studio. Look at feet. Don't dust the road. Hey, oh, no, hey, road goes on forever. Look at, um, you know, Jason Boland. Some of his live stuff is much better. I'm not knocking um, live. I'm just saying. You know, and one guy that's, that's amazing live, but doesn't bring that energy in the studio is Davin James. I love Davin James and I love seeing him live and dude sings from his toenails, but put him in the studio and he, he doesn't, and uh, it doesn't bring that energy that again, like you said, could be the producer. You, uh, if you haven't heard the song yet, it's a, an artist that won the SMG scholarship last year for radio promotion. I, I saw guess. some of those on, and I need to look them up and, uh, you know, some of that stuff. I'm going to send you a couple different tunes. I'm going to send cool. you a uh, Justin Bilton in from three doors down. If you don't have his new song, I'm going to say, I heard that. about that. Yeah. It's a really good song. Um, he did. He is a really cool guy too, man. I mean, this dude plays with a rock band that's still touring and, and successful three doors down. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kryptonite. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had more songs than that. They, oh. uh, yeah, I mean they 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 had some they had some success, you know, and uh, they're they're super cool in supporting what he's doing here in Texas, and that's why I got behind Justin, um, but, like I did because I was like this, and I met him, and he came and did my show in little old Canyon Lake, Texas, for a little old internet station. I'm not even a terrestrial radio station, um, you know, and he came and did that and was 
Well, you talk about humble pie, man. This dude should be the poster child for humble pie. He is oh, like awesome. one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. And I got to meet him. Hopefully he'll be at the award show. Um, I, I'm going to talk to him and see if he's not on tour. I'm sure he's going to make a priority this year to be there. I, you know, I kind of wish they'd have a green room with just the artists and the radio people so we can kind of hang out. Uh, kind of like they did at Johnny, that, that, uh, Arlington music hall, uh, I had a opportunity to, to hang out. I had it set up. I had it set up at river road ice house. We had oh, the whole upstairs. And I mean, if you've ever been there, the whole upstairs there in New Braunfels, it's got its own bar. And it's huge, and it overlooks everything. I've been there. I've been. There. I love that place. I had it set up where artists and industry professionals could go in that area only. Yeah. And nobody. I mean, it was it 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 was it wasn't a well attended awards show as much as I expected it to be. It was your first one, second one, second one, second which one. which That's you know fine. I didn't have huge expectations, but what happened that really made it all better. You know, because I always try to look for the positive, even even if it if it doesn't look so positive. I'm looking. Okay, what can I learn from this, and how yeah, can I grow? Exactly. But I, I don't make it better. Well, and what I found was people had a really good time with the networking part because I opened it up and I said, "Hey, all y'all sitting up there, why don't y'all come on down here to VIP with us? We got plenty." Well, of hey, here's another rule with events: if it's fun, they'll come. And in in like. Sounded like it was a blast. And those people that, that came to your show this year are going to come back next year. They're going to tell some friends. So, it, you know, I, I can't stress enough. If you're watching this, support these award shows, support these venues, support these. You know, we got dance halls dying on the vine right now. Oh, shut down. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, the COVID, the whole pandemic thing sure didn't help that, man. Yeah, before that, you know, that we, we, we that rock phase of things came out with music. You can't two-step to. Let's, let's uh, wrap up evolution. You ready? Yes. There's guys that are making bank $100,000 money, a show, $250,000 a show, $300,000 a show that don't get any airplay or very little. Uh, you know, look at Giovanni and the hired guns. Look at Cole Wetzel. Oh, my gosh. Uh, look at Cody Jinks. He's getting airplay, but the dude's making bank. Yeah, this is going to be one of those things because you just brought up something that's a whole nother episode. So I definitely got to get you to come back so we can talk about it because you hit on something huge. The whole game has changed. And a lot of that, it has. It, it, unfortunately, and it, 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 it's the dagger that's stabbing traditional radio is the streaming. They're, well, yeah, true. They're, and I see what they're doing. They're, they're playing the stream game, and they don't get very much of it. They'll do an album. They'll release a single to radio, but then they'll turn around like Kenfo is going to release an album in February, but they got a brand-new single coming out. I'm sitting here reporting to the chart. Should I keep them on the chart? It's a great song. Really, really like their song. Kind of reminds me of the Mavericks. Uh, grain of salt. Yeah, or do I delete a, it? It's a good song. Yeah, and and you know, Brie Bagwell's doing the same thing. She's just got a brand new team, and uh, I see what they're doing. But good gosh, it totally it every time you know, like, and they and they do it when they get to a certain spot in the chart. And um, but before streaming, before all the computer stuff, before this thing was really started. Um, and I remember getting a call. I was one of the first three stations signed up and said yes for the Texas music chart. And I was one of the early believers in the Texas regional chart. Um, but you know, we, we didn't have direction. We didn't have singles. We listened to the album. We ripped off, uh, the good ones and we played them. Yep. That is all we did. 
Well, and, and there is an art to traditional radio that has been lost a little bit. And what I mean by that, you still got your, your old school people that carry the standard and the morals and the values and the tradition of traditional radio with them in their job. But again, I got to go back to, and I'll tell you who, who really hit on this really good, um, was Mark Farner from Grand Funk Railroad. I got to do a, uh, I got to do, do a live stream. If you look up at the top right corner, you can see right there, SMG live streaming service of, of the screen Yeah. yeah, right there. Yeah. And I got to actually do a live stream, um, for his fan club. Wow. And what an honor it was, man, to get selected to do that. Number one, to get to know a little bit about him, to get to talk to him in a different facet and to actually be employed by him for that was, was amazing. But what he really hit on that really opened my eyes was we're talking about an old school guy that's done it all. You know what I mean? Grand Funk was the shit back then, yeah. you know? And uh, here's the thing, man. This guy hit it dead square on, and he was like, the minute that corporations took over and the 7 and 7 rule disappeared, radio and television took a hit. You know, I, I say the computers helped us. It hurt us because you could do, we call it floppy disk or floppy jukebox automation. You didn't have to have a DJ in the middays if you didn't have, no, you didn't have to have automation. somebody talking, or you could voice track. And then you had corporate who just, ran with that and said, well, we can syndicate or we can jukebox. You know, they've got stations that, that, um, one guy does the music logs and sends it out to 10 stations, 20 stations, 30 stations. That's what Every radio saying. station has uh, the same matching numbers and songs. And yeah, it's the exact same programming on, on, on 40 stations they own, you know, and I, I saw their point. They, yeah, but I didn't, they, they hated satellite radio, wanted to push local radio and, uh, but then again, they turned around and said, well, we want you, if you travel the country, we want you to hear, you know, uh, a radio station. that sounds just like the one back home. Well, that doesn't work, you know, and I don't want to hear that. If I'm traveling the country, I want to hear different stuff and at different parts of the company co- country. People talk differently, have different accents, wear different clothes, uh, do different things, have different traditions, have different styles of music. They grew up differently. And, um, you know, people in the city versus people in West Texas versus people in Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, um, Oklahoma, Arkansas. You know, it's it just didn't, to me, fit. And uh, they still want to do that, but I don't think it, it works. Well, and, 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 and again, I definitely want to go ahead and extend an invitation for you to come back. We'll schedule a, a Wednesday. Oh, I'd love to. And uh, I want to continue the conversation because I don't think an hour is enough to cover. Oh, no, no, no. At all. Um, we could sit one. and do an hour just telling stories. I mean, well, we can do five yeah, hours just yeah, telling stories. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I'm trying to, trying to do something a little different here personally in my personal life. And it's not overwhelm myself. Originally, I wanted this to be a three-hour show. And I got to thinking about it. And I go, Mark, that's an awful lot of editing on top of everything else you have to do. I go, number yeah, one. We have to have a halftime or a potty break or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're actually, we're done. I mean, for the, for the, for what we need to do for this episode, we're, we're done, man. This is overtime right now. We're, we're eight minutes over actually, but I want to thank you for coming on the show. Oh, man, you, bet, you bet. And thank you for being the godfather of Texas radio, as I like to call you. <laughs> you know, who gave me that name. Clay Newman out of really? Nashville gave me that name. I, um, uh, 
Yeah, I've been blessed to have been in the beginning. I'm not, I'm not the first. I'm not the best. I'm not the greatest. And I don't call myself that, uh, but but some other people do, and and it's it's an honor if that's what they think. And if you don't think it, it's an honor thinking whatever you think. I don't care. Yeah, uh, what uh, what other people think of me is none of my business. And I've supported this with all my heart since I was a little kid. I wanted to be on the radio since I was a little kid. Uh, I love being around music and and the people that that not just the artists, but the guys that, that play on the records, the guys that play in the shows, the the bus drivers, the writers, the producers, uh, you know, other radio guys like yourself and promoters. And I just, it's a family and, and, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'll end this on a, on a funny note. The day that I decided to become a radio promoter, um, I was still touring and I had my own music out to radio on top of it. Okay. Yep. Boy, did I get the ass chewing from Miss Debbie Green. <laughs> Mama, I can hear it. I can hear it. And then I got a call from Jen, uh, uh, generate, but we need to talk about a couple things and you need to understand that in this industry, you might want to stay in your lane. And I said, stay in my lane. I said, stay in my lane. And I go, I'm in the music industry. This is music, but everything I'm doing has no music. So there's no, there's no lane markers and there's a karma train with no whistle. Yeah, well, that's true. But I mean, I, kn- I knew what she was trying to say. And there was a lesson in there for me and what she was trying to warn me about. Because when you take on a lot and you don't have a team behind you, you can set yourself up for a very hard time. I got the same phone calls when I started this show, uh, Red Dirt Proud. And uh, their thoughts was, this is going to get too big. And I'm going to be able to report too many spins and control the charts. Oh yeah. They're also worried about that. You know what? And and I went guys, you know, I'm not, so I settled. I don't even report the amount of spins that I have stations that play the deal because they don't want to count internet stations. I'm like, now, wait a second. You got internet stations that are reporters to your deal. You got internet stations that won awards that are in categories. You have awards for, you got to count those. There's a whole reason I started Texas internet radio chart and there's a whole reason there's no terrestrial stations on it well put me on i'll i'll oh um i guess i, I don't count but well why I, i'm just a count? show provider no well, show. why don't you count what i will do for you number one i want to get your show back on it's a new year and i've got time now i want you to do that too yeah well i i want to help you with it and here's another thing i'm gonna do is take it a step further we're gonna put it in the newsletter every week oh cool and uh, give you a little advertising spot for being on the show. It's my Thank gift you. to you and for Thank all the help that you've given the artists that I work with. And well, if you need any help, uh, voice uh, over stuff, I've, I've been blessed. <laughs> I got asked to do commercials and, and liners and stuff for folks all over yeah, your the stuff, world. Your stuff's amazing, man. Your show sounds great. The production quality is, is awesome. You. So let, let's take it to the next level. And also, if you get back into doing some video stuff, I will include it on the TV network too. On awesome, TV. yeah, and and check out the CB stuff, man. You, dude, you're all over the all over the map with stuff, and I'm jealous and envious, and and um, don't be. Know, I would say that I wish I had more time. I've got plenty of time, but right now, you know, after the two years of being down, and but being able, I'm blessed that I can still do the show with the energy. Um, which has gone up and down a little bit, but it's up again. Um, and it'll stay up cause I'm doing better. You can see this big scar on my neck. Yeah. I saw that. So they cut your neck right here. 
and then they open it up like this and open it up like this and they move your throat over then they separate your vertebrae clean that out put disc in there put a plate on it and then move your throat back over wow Oof. Mm. man i'm so you know my brother's a veterinarian and yeah that didn't do it but i mean the blood and guts of an animal does not bother me but when it comes to a human or myself yeah, man, I, I don't even like getting a shot dude i hate needles oh, Adam, mm. I'm a cushion. yeah i'm like yeah, when you play you know, football rodeo oil field and drink beer you're bound to overdose on gravity yeah or yeah that's a, that's a great way to put that man that that would be a great <laughs> line for a song right there you know who i talked to today who's you that call me who's that Drew fish called me did he? What's yeah, he was checking here? on me, and we're going to write some songs together. Uh, you know, I'm going to write with Daryl Dodd. Uh, I'm going to write. I've been writing with Tom Shepard. I've written with uh, Matt Hillier from 1100 Springs. That was their first number one, and mine too. Co-wrote this ain't the first time. Uh, nice. Yeah, uh, wrote with Willie Mack and Jamie Richards on a song Zach Edwards did, "Alcohol of Fame." Um, you know, and, and I love the songwriting aspect and. And to get a song on the chart, it was a bucket list of mine. And, and to have it number one is even just gold. And, that was, um, you know, to be honest with you, JB, and this is full transparency, when I pushed Friday Night and Run to Me on the radio, and, and those were really the only two that I really honestly pushed before I became a promoter. Yeah. It was, it was a realization that I had that, hey, I'm 40 years old now, and I don't know if I'm still the pie in the sky. I want to be that guy up on that stage anymore. I love what I do. I'm blessed to get to do what I do for a living and make a living doing what I love. Sounds and, like a 40 years old. Now. Sounds like a line from the blues, man. Well, I'm just saying, man, it, it, it really hit me, man. Well, I feel you. I feel you. And it's way more energy. And I'm not saying that, the, that you can't, I'm not telling anybody out there that age matters. It doesn't. There's so many other factors that matter. When it comes to Shadow Stevens doing that countdown, that dude's like 90 years old. He needs to tap out. Well, okay. Uh, uh, but I, I thought that same thing. I didn't want to be that guy calling Friday Night Football when I'm 70 years old. I, I'm going to do this. Or, you know, you know Robert O'Keefe, I'm sure, did the same thing. And Gary Pinon, you know, they'll play a few shows. and But I still got it. I still have the energy. I'm not old. Um and, and I'm going to do it while I can because that's my life. Amen, man. And and that's another thing. I took the last year. I did not play other than a couple private parties. I didn't play. Wow. And oh, I, I've got some rust to knock off. But, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, it never leaves. I tried to ignore it, and it won't go away. Yeah, it's in your so, blood, dude. It's in yeah, your blood. and so I've at least at the bare minimum, I've got to at least – put some new music out, go to the studio, record something. Let's do it. And All right, one with you. Yeah, and I, I would love that, actually. I've really gotten in, and David Lee was a huge. You spoke of David Lee earlier. Yeah, I'd love to write with that guy. We, let's get together and do that overdose on gravity. Yeah, Well, that would be cool. That would be really cool, and I bet he could lead and guide us just right down the path. He won't do it for us, but he will get us there, and then he will interject. Oh, and we, can, we can do a patriotic song and uh get him give him a 21 can salute and have it sponsored by a beer company that we can do whatever we want you know why because this is america it's the land of the free and the home of the brave and we are america. free 
We are free to do what we choose. And that's awesome. Mark, thanks for having me on your podcast, dude. It means a world. Man, yeah, I would love to have you back. I've got plenty of opportunities and I got more time than money. That's for damn sure. So we are definitely going to have you come back. And my wallet and my watch agree on that. No, there we go. And I will get you lined up to start doing some advertising on the uh, chart for you oh, cool. to help your show out. And well, people that are watching, thank so you for tuning in. Help each other. If you didn't catch it, yeah, if you didn't catch it live, we do it Wednesday every night, every Wednesday night sure, live. Stretch your back um, yeah, thank you. And uh, if you didn't catch it live and you're listening to this, make sure you check that description. Go down there. There's a link to my youtube channel which is sebi music group and the sebi tv network and that is everything sebi right there um and then i also included the Sebi-licious. link that's right i included the link to the red dirt brow uh, proud uh, youtube channel and to the website in the description already so you can go over there and hook up with jb and do us a favor share those pages Got, you, oh, yeah. people don't realize how huge that is when you recommend a page to a friend if you believe that your friend would really like this type of programming, recommend those pages to him. Yeah, Say, hey, you don't have to send money like PBS. I mean, it helps, right. but, you know. Well, I'll get my money somewhere they're else. They're going to send you a book of crochet or any crap like that. We'll just send you, thank you, high five on the back pocket. Man, with all the birds I got, I can send you some feathers. There you go. I've got I've yeah, got 37 exotics now down we're, from We're going to do a, we're going to do a show on birds cuz we used to have one and my mother-in-law turned her on to them so we'll do one about birds. Man, Dude, I got to get and yeah, I got to get ready too. for this weekend show. All right. Well, hey, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in and guess what? We are going to get out of here. Y'all say goodbye to JB. JB, thank you for being on the show once again and I will tell you what. We are going to we're going to we're just going to we're just going to we're just gonna we're just gonna get on out of here. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Y'all keep it country. Stay in show business. That is a wrap. I want to thank you all for tuning in to Way Beyond the Music Podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and you're an artist or an industry professional, or you've got something cool that you think you could teach the audience, shoot me an email over at mark at sebimusicgroup.com. That's Mark, M-A-R-K, at Sebi, S-E-B-B-Y, music, M-U-S-I-C, group, G-R-O-U-P, dot com. I'll review your ideas, take a look at who and what you are, and we'll see about getting you right here on the way beyond the music. We'd love to have you. Hey, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and also go visit us and be a a Patreon. Go over to our Patreon site, and you can also get some really cool merch that's going to be rolling out here in the next week or two over at our online store. Check out the description wherever you got this podcast from for all the links. And we will see you next Wednesday at 9 p.m. for Way Beyond the Music. All right, Texas music lovers, we're going to catch you next time.